Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. Um, wow, we just came off a strange everyday Italian salad. But earlier, I, you know, if I recall correctly, I recorded last night while we were in the process of baking the macaroni salad hot dish casserole with mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, that turned out to be delicious. I did a great job on the mashed potatoes. They were, I think, pretty much perfect. And uh, the leftovers were good today. That's what we had for lunch. It's been still snowy, still no avalanche on the Tesla solar roof. East side, no, west side. Um, but we're ready for it when it comes. Uh, it It will be long awaited. I can't tell if I'm just remembering things strangely. Perhaps last year there were not as many wet early snows and the heavy snow that was wet came in I don't know, maybe March. And I actually looked up today the winter solstice is December 21st. So we're pretty close to the winter solstice, and I could believe that with the sun being set most low in the southern sky, uh, that the roof is just shaded more than it has been in past years of the year where it snowed, and we've collected uh, anecdotal data. So what else about that is relevant? Um, I did on our walks, because we went on two snow walks, me and my friend Matt had a conversation last night about jacket technology, and so I spent today with Casey comparing jackets, an REI puffer, and a Fjallraven puffer, and they had slightly different qualities, so I tested them inside and then on a couple of snow walks, both unlayered and layered. I tell you what, dude, it's very cold out, very slushy out at night, especially. But the REI puffer is heavier physically with more puffing and further apart baffles that give it a bulkier look, but it is a little bit warmer. So all the other th opposites are true for the Fjallraven one, but... It is, I think, I tried to consciously in my mind consider it. It weighs about as much as a flannel that I would wear. A winter, a winter flannel, maybe. I don't, I definitely. A fall flannel, if you can imagine there's a big difference between those two things. I think that the puffer comes between the two. It's somewhere as heavy as a, a medium weight flannel. And uh, for as warm as it is, I think that that's really impressive. I mean, I was even reminded today when I went to go put it on, the light shone through it and it was somewhat translucent. And I was just like, wow, this is an impressive thing. So it was plenty warm on our walk. And another observation Casey and I made with the, uh, the walking was that it is the walking itself that warms you, right? If just about any jacket at the end of a mile and a half long walk uh, will be okay. But obviously your mileage may, might vary. But it's, it tends to um, equalize the playing field between jackets when you're walking long distance in, in a slight hurry. 
Um, so that was cool. And, you know, we also talked about how we are in kind of the second best shapes of our lives. You know, college being the highlight. Because in college, we were probably walking two and a half, three miles outside every day on an average day, sometimes further. Here, we're walking a mile and a half or under two miles. So I think that that is a, a big correlation. But also, we're probably eating more consciously now than we were in college, of course, drinking a lot less, I know. Um, what else? Jacket technology. That was cool. We watched some crazy EV reviews, Casey and I, and talked about them. Um, Rich Rebuilds had a fiasco trying to buy a Rivian and then successfully buying a Rivian and going on a somewhat cross-country road trip. And he has a very facetious, kind of comical um, tone about stuff, very cynical takes, especially with EVs. And it, a lot of his his video was meant lambasting or spent lambasting the charging technology and like complaining about the cost both financially and in terms of time was the major one of stopping and charging this Rivian and how I think he made fair points I don't I think that he did not emphasize the asterisk enough that his case is for most people who would consciously buy an EV, he was in a fringe use case um, of a road trip. So he would make the comment like, oh, it's going to be cheaper. Most people are going to charge this at home. But look, it cost me $70 to charge it. And it's like, dude, wow. Like Our experience has almost always been it's charging for free. And at home, it's free. So he should include that like big asterisk, right? Like, for these fast chargers in North Carolina, he's paying a lot, but I've never seen anything like that. Of course, our EV doesn't even have that capability in the first place. So, you know, one thing they never talk about too is like he didn't he didn't even have eco mode turned on. And it's like, dude, what? Like you're full sending a truck down the highway at highway speeds. You don't even have eco mode on. You would have cut you could have gone I don't know, 30 miles, 50 miles, 60 miles further every charge if you weren't doing that. So that's crazy. And, and old vintage EV owners had to learn all these tricks like avoiding highways, driving slower, not blasting the radio with the heat running, et cetera, et cetera, and all your heated appliances going. But nowadays, the people who are getting into EVs are like, no, I want to do all of that too. I want to do it all. And I get it. That's fair. But that's, you know, he could have had eco mode on is all I'm saying. Casey agreed. Um, and then we watched this Kyle Connor. He's a YouTuber that lives like around the corner from us and reviews EVs. And it's like uncomfortably close. How, I mean, of course he's literally, he's not in our neighborhood. But he's so close that we all we are coincidentally always driving by his house, and we in his videos he drives around all these cars, and you just are seeing everything from your day to day life, and um, his experience with these modern EVs, which is stark in comparison to Rich Rebuilds. I mean, 
this Kyle who like us, he goes out, he charges, it's free. Or if he charges, it's like, oh, it's like less than gas still, you know? He charged an EV Hummer around the corner and Casey and I just watched, he spent $30 to like halfway charge it. But then I looked up what gas costs around here and what the gas tank of a Hummer H3 was. And it, about, it worked out about the same. It would have cost $71 to fill up a Hummer H3. So to half fill it, you know, you're talking about like 40 bucks still. Anyway, it's being generous, I guess. I don't know. Um, Casey's making some dessert here. I hope she's going to use brown sugar and cinnamon galore because I'm, I just want something about the brownness of the brown sugar. I don't know. And our apple butter, a kind of coffee cake is what we're looking to get. It's what's for dessert, boys. What else is up? Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.